Thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and resources, please check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com. You can also search One Cause Church on Facebook and on Twitter. God bless you. Well, hello, everybody. If God is able... Let's say it again. If God is able, we are... Let's say it again. If God is able, we are able. Just one more time. If God is able, we are able. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that tonight? All right. Take your Bibles and turn to Galatians chapter 6. And I want to uh, recognize my father and mother here tonight that are... uh, have become less frequent attenders at One Cause Church, but it's not because they're not living for the Lord. It's because they are doing more things, traveling. And uh, so I want to say hello to you. And Pastor Kip McCarty's here with us tonight. Sure love him, my good friend here. Amen. All right. And Candace, she's here too. And I sure am glad. <laughs> All right. I have been really enjoying this series um, in, in the book of Galatians, and I hope that you have been ministered to as well. I've got, um, I really, am, uh, as I studied on uh, chapter 6, started look o- looking over chapter 6, I realized that we weren't going to get terribly far into this chapter tonight because it's kind of broken up in three different sections or so, and I want to I take our time through each one. And... Um, Galatians chapter 6. Have you found it? Sorry, I don't have you version notes tonight. You have to use pen and paper or uh, just type some notes along the way tonight. All right? Galatians 6, verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, say any trespass, you, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For, um, let's go to three. Yeah. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work Everybody say, his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your incredible word. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful core group of members of One Cause Church who make sure to, when the doors are open here, Lord, to have the opportunity to hear the word, they're here tonight on a Wednesday night. And I thank you, Lord, for people that are hungry for your word, hungry for your presence, and hungry for fellowship with your people, God. And I thank you, God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ now upon your people. Thank you that you grace my lips, Lord, to give this message tonight. I'm honored to be called by God to do this, and I thank you for it, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that when we leave this place tonight, we will be stronger, we'll be wiser, we'll have greater understanding, God, greater revelation. And, Lord, we'll grow tonight in our relationship with our Father, in Jesus' name, amen. 
Let's go to one. If a man is overtaken in any trespass, tonight I want to talk to you about injury, involvement, and inspection. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Remember Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Gentleness is right in there, isn't it? Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law. What is the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? Well, Galatians 5.14 says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If a man is overtaken in any trespass. See, many times before we take action as brothers and sisters, as members of the body of Christ, we first want to examine many times the extent of the injury. If it's just a little scrape, it only needs a little peroxide and a Band-Aid, I can help with that. Yeah. Right? If I can <clears throat> just say a quick prayer and be done, I can help. Right? We want to examine the extent of the injury of the person many times. If it's a headache, I've got some Advil, my medicine cabinet you can have. Or, you know, I, I'm available to tell them a Bible verse I can do that. If the injury is more extensive than that, I, I'm just not sure if I can really help. Hmm? And if we can just tweet the answer, that'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Here's a little bit of advice. Let me give you 45 words here. Or maybe just text something. I'm not against all those things, but many times there's got to be more happening. Hmm? Um, and I think that in the church, a lot of times the, the members will think that they're not really qualified to do something like that. Yeah. Right? If they don't have the credentials for this sort of injury. So it sounds like you need to call Pastor Eric. After all, that's what we pay him for anyway. He's just out on the golf course anyway, right? <laughs> no, you know, if they, if they slipped up and maybe, maybe drank too much or something, we might could help with that or stole something. But if they committed homosexuality, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, hands off on that one. Huh? So we, a lot of times... Examine, or we judge how we can help by the extent of somebody's injury. And this passage of Scripture says, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, any trespass, you who are spiritual. It didn't say you who are leaders. It said you who are spiritual. Restore such a one. Now, if I'm correct, if I'm correct, the people of God are spiritual. Yeah. Amen. That 
as Paul said, we no longer, we no longer deal with one another in the flesh. We do not, we do not, we do not regard one another according to the flesh. But now we see one another as children, brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Now we, we commune in the spirit. And we who are spiritual have a responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, to help these who are injured. Yeah. Any trespass. You know why? You know why the Bible tells us that? Because you have the same Holy Spirit as Jesus Himself, when he walked this earth and the Spirit of God was upon him, the very same Spirit that raised him from the dead is where? He's in you. So he'll guide you into how much truth? And the anointing will teach you how many things? Okay. The, the Spirit will guide you into all truth and the anointing will teach you all things. So you don't have to then put the burden on yourself to try to figure out the answers, you just began to <clears throat> walk in the Spirit as you live in the Spirit. And He reveals these things to us. Amen? amen. Can I get a good amen? amen. Now, <clears throat> I want to look at, uh, I want us to look at the, uh, can we look at the amplified version for just a moment. Take, bring up. I had I had chapter verse four, but let's back up to one. Michael, I know it might take, or Derek, whoever you. Are. And um, let's just look at this, okay? The amplified version. You like the amplified version, don't you, Tawana? Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit. Wow. Huh? Am I talk is it talking to you tonight? You who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit should set him right and restore and reinstate him. That's really good. Set him right, restore, and reinstate without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted. Also, like Jesus said, with the same judgment, you will be judged. So judge not. Right? See, my wife becomes a burden to me. I'm going to, yeah, I need to finish the sentence. Because, shouldn't have swallowed there. Because, because she is my wife, she's not some casual acquaintance. Our children are burdens that we take up willingly because they are what? They're ours. Only those people who sometimes burden you and who let you burden them these are the people we call friends, right? And for us to say, I don't want to burden you, I don't want to burden anyone, well, my, my question is, you don't, why not? That's what we're here for, right? 
If you don't want to burden us, then you don't want brotherhood and you don't want Christian fellowship. Right? If no one will allow himself or herself to be a burden, then there will be no ministry of bearing that burden. And Christ's law will not be so fulfilled. Now, see, in our culture, we, we are a very standoffish culture. It didn't used to be that way, but it is now. And so we want to just kind of live in our little world and not bother anybody. We don't want anybody bothering us. But that's not the church of the living God. It's not the house of God. The law of Christ is fulfilled when we come alongside one another and bear each other's burdens. Now, I want to, now this, this, this is why, this is one of the important factors of Celebrate Recovery while we have this ministry here in our church, there are people with injuries at all kinds of levels. Some have little bumps and bruises. Some of them need a heart transplant. But either way, that's what this ministry is for. People can come into a place and, and begin to, to um, uh, f- uh, find others that can, can come alongside them. Right? That can speak healing, that can be there. Just being there for them is well, speaks volumes. I told you about my friend years ago who him and his wife lost their baby a week before she was due, just died in the womb. And um, I was standing out in the front yard with him. His name is Joey. And I, I told him, I said, Joey, I don't, I don't have anything to I don't even know what to say. He said, I don't expect you to say anything. You just being here is all I need right now. And that alone can be so powerful. Yes. Knowing that you're praying for them and, and, and speaking the word to one another, we need to do all of those things. Being there, helping them walk through whatever it is they're walking through. You make sure that they walk through the restoration process. This says brothers, all right? That means sister too, brethren and sister. All right? Can I get a good amen? amen. All right, now, this speaks of involvement, really. Right, we we know that if anyone has any kind of injury, energy injury, when I was in high school, a senior in high school, um, I was playing a basketball game, and um, I went up for a layup. We had had a, we were on a fast break, and the ball got past me, and man, I'm trucking down the court, and I'm about to, I go all the way to the to the goal and, and, and shoot a layup, and just as I was doing that, a defender came up over my back, and we came down together, and my right ankle went sideways like that. Uh, you may know what that's, that feels like. I'd never felt anything like that in my life. And, uh, I mean, it was instantaneous pain shooting through my, my leg. And, and, I, and I, I was going to try to get up. But I'm serious. I'd never felt any. I'd never had anything that serious. Any kind of injury. I'd never felt anything like that. And I went to get up. I, I, I couldn't. I knew I couldn't. And so I just sat back down. And I, I was screaming. And it wasn't long before the sideline, the guys got jumped off the bench and ran out on the court, and they got up under me, one under each arm, and they began to carry me over to the sideline, to the bench. And I'd fractured my ankle. And I was so grateful that they were there. When I tried to stand on my own, I found that I was powerless to do it. See, when a member in the body suffers, the word of God says that we all suffer. And when a member rejoices, that we all what? 
rejoice. See, this is your involvement in the body. One member rendering aid to another. You as members of the body of Christ have a responsibility to your brother and sister to come alongside them when they've been overcome by sin. When they've come to a place where they're too weak to stand and come up under that weight with them and lead them into restoration. Now, I think it's kind of interesting that it said that if they're overtaken in any trespass. That is, it's almost like, when I looked it up in the Greek, it's almost like a surprise attack. Right? That they've taken, they've gone so far that they realized, okay, I, I can't stand anymore. I can't control this anymore. I need help. And, and, and when you see that process, ladies and gentlemen, many times we have a tendency to be, to be tempted to write them off. Or you'll be tempted to disassociate yourself with them. You'll be tempted to point your finger at them. Hmm? But the worst thing is you'll be tempted to compare your faults with theirs. Right? What I love is that Jesus was in all points tempted. All points tempted like we are. Yet without sin. He was capable of it, but he didn't do it. See, that's why we know that it's, the Bible says that he can sympathize with our feelings. He can sympathize with our weaknesses. Thank God. He didn't condemn. He could have. If anybody had the right to do it, it was him. But he chose not to condemn. He didn't walk away. He didn't write us off. He took the weight of all our sins up on himself. He marched up that hill and he nailed them to that cross. God became a man. What he did was he involved himself in our trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He, this is teaching us to come alongside them and bear their burdens, but Jesus did it all by himself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Our hero took all of it upon himself. Yeah. Amen. So that, that what that tells us is, is that there is victory for those who have fallen. Now, last week I was talking to you about the, the list of sin that we talked about in Galatians chapter 5. Remember, the, the works of the flesh are evident. And I told you that it says that they, the, those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And I talked to you about how that does not mean that you're not saved anymore. What that means is, is that you do not, you, you cancel or you uh, 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 put aside your right to rule and reign now. Remember, it, in, the, in the Greek, it is not talking about an actual kingdom as much as it, it hallelujah, you, at that moment, you choose that you, you're not going to take your rightful stance. You're not going to take your position as a child of God and subdue the earth and have dominion. And 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul shows us something really powerful about this. As a matter of fact, let's look over there. Now, we've talked about this before, and I think we should look at it for just a moment. Everybody all right? Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 1, it says, it is actually, 
Uh, wait, hang on. I'm in the Amplified here. Go back to New King James. It's actually uh, reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. That is, that he is in relationship with his stepmother. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from, from among you. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present him who has done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to who? Satan, for the destruction of the what? Flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. So what he's talking about is this man has decided that he is not going to use his right to rule and reign on the earth. So what he needs to do is leave the earth. And the only way that that can happen is if you, you have to get him out from under the protective wing of the church. This is not a man who's repentant. This is not a man who's trying to get his life right. This is a man who is gloating in his sin. All right? Whole different kind of dynamic. And, and the church could not have him. They cannot fellowship with that because a little leaven leavens the whole lump, as Paul said. And don't forget that you are the company that you keep. I don't care how strong you think you are, the moment you get around the wrong kind of people, you will become like them, period. And you'll find yourself doing things you never dreamed that you would have done, saying things you never would have dreamed that you would have said. I mean, you, just, you just find yourself out of control, right? And so this man uh, is, is out here and he's happy about it, about what he's doing, that he's living this destructive life, and Paul says those two things cannot mix, all right? What that man needs to do, you need to turn him over to the devil so his flesh will be destroyed. It said nothing about this man going to hell, but it did say something about his life ending quickly on this earth. Hmm, for the works of the flesh, what do they produce? Death. Amen. This, this list of things, these sins, and the reason is because we do not identify with the flesh. Those are the works of the flesh. And the, the works of the flesh will, will uh, the, the, uh, the end result of the works of the flesh will work for the Christian just like they will for the, for the non-Christian. Okay? Amen. Amen. Where are we? Verse 3, Galatians, if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, the Bible is not telling you that you're nothing. All right? What he's saying is if you think that you are something more than the person who's in trouble, who's caught in a trespass, you're not. Because we don't regard each other according to the flesh. Right? Now turn over to Matthew for a moment, verse 26, chapter 26, I should say. Matthew 26, if God is able, we are able. Verse 31, then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. 
Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Verse 69, Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, same chapter, and a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear. <laughs> it really began to betray him then, didn't it? I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. I mean, as sincere as he was, he still exalted himself above the capability to sin. We all have the capability. All right? And that's, why, that's what you have to remember about yourself. When your brother is weak, your sister is weak, that you don't ever compare yourself you have to actually consider yourself and how you are looking into this situation at that moment. All right? Because you are going into your future. And you hope to God that if you were to give in, that somebody would be there for you instead of pointing their finger at you. Amen? All have sinned. Verse 4. But let each one examine his own work. Then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Now I want to read the amplified version of that. But let every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work. Married couples, I want to say to you tonight, this is a great verse for you. It's so quiet. This is a great verse for you. If you come see me for marriage counseling, this is what you're going to hear. It's what you're going to hear. Because most of the time when I do marriage counseling, and I'm all for that. I mean, I want you to come see me if absolutely necessary. But no, I'm just kidding. No. Most of the time it's this. She said she's doing this. He'll never change. He always does this. It's always this. The Bible says, scrutinize yourself. Examine yourself. Examine what you're doing. Draw a circle around yourself and say, you know what? I might not be able to change my spouse. I might not be able to, I mean, I can continue to be frustrated about this and see no change. Or maybe I could just start working on myself. Regardless of what they do or don't do, I'm going to do something about me. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Amen. And I think that you'll find that it will be reciprocated. Okay, that every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work, he can then have the personal satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in itself alone without resorting to boastful comparison with his neighbor. For each one shall bear his own load. Now that has to do with the responsibility of your conduct, Okay? But the burden of sin, we need each other. We do. We need each other. Confess your faults to one another, and what's going to happen when you do that? That you may be 
See, it doesn't make you weak in confessing. It actually strengthens you. It gives you strength. We're, we're afraid to do that kind of thing. We're afraid to do that. So we keep it all to ourselves. And we're walking around like time bombs. And when, and when, it, and when it happens, when the stuff hits the fan, it's so much more damaging than just living a regular life, a daily life of cleansing, confessing, talking to somebody. You need somebody in your life that you can help bear your burdens. Amen? That you know that you can go to, and um, they're they're not going to be there to enable you, right? The alcoholic doesn't need to go over to his buddy's house who's got a drinking problem too and say, man, I need you to help me out. I need you to keep me accountable, right? right. And let's have it over a beer while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Find somebody who's going to be there, and you be that somebody for someone else. Amen. And this is how we work together. When When one member suffers, we all do it together. And they rejoice, we do it together. And it helps us keep our eyes right, that helps keep our attitude right, how we see one another, that we truly love our neighbor as ourselves. We fulfill the law of Christ in this, coming up alongside one another for restoration and reinstatement. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I think I'm going to stop there tonight. Is that okay? No? Okay, take your Bibles, and uh, let's start all over. I'll teach all night if you want me to. I will, I will be happy to do that. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into the next section yet, because he shifts gears here, all right? So, um, <clears throat> Pastor John, um, before, we, uh, before we dismiss... Why don't you come up and uh, share something good? Well, I, can I just tell about what we've been doing, where we've been going for the last yeah. couple of weeks? Give, give a quick report. That's a good thing, isn't uh, it? it? Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, we, uh, we're still members of, of One Cause Church. We are. We still go to church a lot, all the time. Uh, uh, but Miss Ann and I, we've been doing a lot of traveling. We went for Easter Sunday. She was here, of course. And I went to uh, Hobbs, New Mexico with, with Dean and Kathy Shropshire, friends of ours. We've been on their board for many, many years. I mean many years, probably 20 years, close to 20 years, 18 years, something like that at least. And, uh, and for, for so many years, they had 80 people coming to church. Year after year after year. 80, and it wasn't the same 80 you know, there'd, there'd be some leaving, some more come, but it just the church just struggled along for 12, 14 years. Then about five years ago, things changed. Four years ago, everything changed. It just began to grow. We couldn't even hardly tell why. God just began to do things, wonderful things. And, and every, every year, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And this past Sunday, uh, or this Easter Sunday, I should say, it's two weeks ago, uh, we had uh, 1,285 people in church in, in Hobbs, New Mexico. 
1,285 people there. So I, I just want you all to know, stay with it. Just stay with it. Come on, tell two people, stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. You know, part of our, part of our, part of our promise from God is multiplication. God promised Abraham, and we're children of Abraham. If God can do it, we can do it. He promised multiplication. So it's just a matter of staying there. Just stay put. I, I wonder about all those people in that town who came to that church when it was 80 and left, came and left and came and left. If they're not looking now going, I know a couple of the board members that quit. They quit the church. God will lift the board. Mad. The church isn't growing. It's your fault. Sorry. You know what? It's growing now, and they're not part of it. And they're not. I mean, I don't mean to be negative. I'm just saying, stay in there. Stay in there. Hang in there. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. Trust me, he needs it. I raised him. He needs, he needs it. He, he needs it. I, I asked... I asked if that was my marshal sitting over there. And she said, I don't know. I said, well, he came in my house and stole something else the other day. He just comes to my house and takes what he wants. <laughs> she said, I blame it on his upbringing. I said, that's probably true. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> but then last week, we got an invitation to go to a place we've never been before. I mean, Hobbs is one of the places we go all the time. This church we've never been to before. Y'all ever heard of Cooper, Texas? You have? Man, I, it's way off out there in the sticks. It's out north. It's northeast of here, and, and it's 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 between it's be, it's between no place and who cares. It's it's where, and and uh, and uh, we, we we found it somehow. You know, GPS knew it was there, and we we we, we got there. And God cares. I'm just kidding. God, there's a revival going on in this little place. I mean, a revival going on. Now, now they, they, they play different kind of music than y'all do. They play music I know. It's, it's, you know, country music. I mean, country spelled with a K at the front of it. I mean, it's country music. They, you know, you've seen what I'm talking about. All out in the country stores, they all have a K, and it's kind of crooked. Uh, that's, that's, that's sort of this. But, and it, you, you'd think wouldn't be anything going on. But, I mean, people are coming out of the wood. People have never been to church. And we, we went there, and it was, the place was full. It was an old auto dealership, rusty, you know, all in a metal building. You, you guys have a palace here compared to what these people have church in. It's just a garage. It's, uh, and it grew so fast that this is the only building that was big enough in town to hold them. We were there, and they said, oh, we don't know where everybody is. It's torrential rain Sunday over there. And, and, and still had about 200 people there. Mostly adults, mostly guys 40 and 50 years old, and a whole bunch of men standing around, you know? And, and, and it was, it's just an amazing church. I preached like an escapee from something, you know? <laughs> like I just tore out of a straitjacket and went at it, man. It was fun. We had, <laughs> we had ourselves a wonderful time. Two people got saved Sunday over there at that church. Y'all pray for them. The little pastor, he didn't even know what he's doing. He has no, no clue what he's doing. Hasn't been to Bible college, hadn't had any kind of training. He's just a Christian that, that, that got the call of God to preach. Hallelujah, I love that. And just is preaching to them and helping the people and being real simple about the way he delivers the word, you know. How many of you are thankful for a pastor that can bring it simply to you? Amen. Let me tell you, you got a guy here that's full of revelation and deep, but he knows how to deliver it in a way that even I can understand it. Amen. So... But over there they did that, and that we had a great time. We got invited back, amen. So we'll probably be going back to 
that little spot in the road between no place and who cares. Amen. It's actually on the highway between Greenville and Paris. Little, little, little huh? How many of you have been to Cooper, Texas? Yeah, about five or six of you have been. How many of you have heard of it? See, about five or six of you. How many of you don't know what, what I'm talking about or where it is? See, this is the most of it. That was me. Huh? But there's a thriving, blowing, going revival going awesome. on out there. And anyway, thank you for the time. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Have you been blessed tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. I didn't get to tell you a joke. Is that if I tell you one now before we, before we get out of here? Since you already put your money in the offering, yeah. I won't affect that. Thank you, Miss Nancy. She, she said, you tell jokes? Uh, and then, Pastor Everett, if you'll come up and dismiss our wonderful people, help them recover from what they're about to hear. Oh, let me say this, too. When we do dismiss tonight, if you need, if you need prayer you, and you need um, someone to lay hands on you, I'm going to have a few of us up here. Pastor Everett, Amen. Pastor John, Amen. and their wives be up here and Pastor Kip if you would come up here too for a little bit and uh, we're just going to be available up here after church is over to pray for you and agree with you and lay hands on you whatever it is you need okay this single man oh she already leaving I'm not, I'm not sticking around for that well that's bad when they're walking out on you right before you <laughs> lock that door Tommy this man, he's single, and um, he's always up for, you know, uh, meeting a, a, a nice lady. And um, he got on a plane, and he sat down, and people are still boarding. And he looks up, and there's this beautiful woman that steps on the plane. And he thinks inside, boy, I sure hope she sits by me. And lo and behold, she did. She walked right down and plopped right next to him. And, he got real excited when he looked down and saw there wasn't a ring on her finger. So he was trying to figure out how to start a conversation with this girl. and He did a little small talk, asked her where she's from, where she's going, what kind of business she was in. And, and as they got a little more comfortable in the conversation, he said, pardon me. He said, I, I just got to say, how is it that a pretty girl like you doesn't have a ring on her finger? And... Uh, he said, are you, you're not married, are you? She said, no, I'm not. She said, it might be just because I'm extra particular. He said, really? Well, we've got nowhere to go, so why don't you just entertain me and tell me, what kind of guy are you looking for? She said, well, I really have a, an affinity for the American Indian. I like that warrior spirit. I love um, their history. You know, they were the first ones here, and I think they got a raw deal. Um, and, but then again, I, I, I love the Jewish man because they, well, they have an ability to make money for one thing. But you talk about a rich culture. I mean, even our Lord and Savior is a Jew. And he said, yeah. He's, she said, but then there's something really wonderful about just a good old redneck. <laughs> they're simple. They're kind. They don't have to have a whole lot to have fun. If they don't have it, they'll invent it. And uh, they'll make fun happen. And she said, I just really love that simple kind of life. And she said, enough about me. I mean, let's, what about you? Why don't you first start by telling me your name? 
He said, my name is Tonto Berkowitz, but my friends call me Bubba. Once again, thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. We invite you to check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com for upcoming events and information about us. God bless you.